Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Hour 3 on a great day for talk radio. It's a Tuesday afternoon edition. We've been talking about the situation with this trade deal going on between, well, the Americans and us now at this point. And uh, we'll wait for a good word, we hope, fingers crossed, that uh, it works out to our uh, benefit anyway. Because a lot of people are very uh, skeptical that the liberals can deliver now that the Mexicans and the Americans have an agreement in principle. You know, one of the things that Trump wanted to see taken off the table here, or at least Canada would be uh, willing to give up, is the supply management thing. I'll get around to it a little later in the hour. At the bottom of the hour, we'll be joined on the line by Dalhousie Professor Sylvain Charlebois. Sylvain Charlebois is... Uh, well, not just a professor, but he writes a blog for the Canadian grocer magazine called The Food Professor. And uh, the idea that somehow, you know, Canadian consumers are being held for ransom by a privileged dairy lobby, you know, 10,000 of which. And they constitute a significant voting bloc in Quebec and Ontario. And uh, as a consequence, they may just be the tail wagging the dog to our detriment. Uh, we'll get into that. But I wanted to talk about exploitation of a different type. And this was a story in the Star today about it, a 90-year-old woman who lives in High Park and, uh, by all accounts, somewhat independent. Uh, they've named her as Elizabeth Mary Mahoney. And uh, long story short, despite going about her business, uh, she got a phone call one day, and uh, it was purportedly from a grandson who was in distress or trouble and needed 10 grand. And right away, and uh, had to be wired to Montreal. So she dutifully went to her local TD branch, uh, took out the cash, and uh, in hundreds for the most part, 98, I think, $100 bills, the rest in 20s. And lo and behold, it turned out to be a scam. And uh, she's hoping now that the bank would make her whole because her kids are saying, look, uh, there were flags that the bank should have recognized here, a large sum of money. They should have at least done their due diligence or had a responsibility or a duty of care. Against that backdrop, we're just going to talk in general terms, first of all, about elder abuse. And joining me on the line is Maureen Etkin, who's the executive director of Elder Abuse Ontario. Maureen, it's good to have you here on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thank you. I'm glad uh, to be here. Well, now, uh, are you familiar with the story I was just recounting, Elizabeth? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, how, how prevalent is something like this? Well, uh, in terms of the scams that older people um, are targeted with, this is one of the most popular scams, uh, often called uh, the grandparent scam. And uh, we've heard many, many stories, uh, and all of the, the numbers seem to... Um, originate from Montreal. Uh, so this is, is not something that uh, we're unfamiliar with. So uh, is it something that's particularly, uh, I guess, targeting the elderly because they're easy prey, or is it just some anybody who's, you know, uh, going to react emotionally to things? How does that work? No, they're absolutely targeting the elderly people. Um, as some, some of them have said, you know, this is a really safe crime. It's much safer than robbing a bank or robbing a store. Uh, and, you know, with the data available to people, they can identify, you know, where seniors live. Most seniors or older adults still have landlines to the house. 
and somehow they've, they've gotten hold of some information because, I, uh, as I understand it, they referred to her, her grandson by name. Uh, sometimes people don't realize how much of their personal information uh, is, is easily available. For example, if, uh, if her husband had passed recently, a lot of times in the obituary, you know, they'll say Mrs. Mahoney has a grandson, Colin, who's going to university, uh, you know, in such and such a place, and he's studying engineering. And then, you know, that's what your, uh, your con artist will use, you know, several months later or a year later, uh, call her up and say, oh, you know, I'm a friend of Colin. Or as they do in this one, they say, oh, you know, Colin was here and, uh, you know, they make it sound very, very, um, urgent and they, they put a lot of pressure on people to respond. So is there any way to safeguard against this? What would you recommend? Well, I think the, um, you know, the easiest way, of course, is through public awareness. Um, for example, you know, in my own family, we, we talk about uh, the, the top scams. And, uh, you know, the CRA, the Canada Revenue uh, scam, was very, very prevalent at the end of the tax year. And uh, just after we had talked about it, uh, one of my family members got the call. And even though we talked about it, he was so shaken uh, by the call and, and, and still somewhat convinced that he really should respond to it because, you know, they, they speak with such authority and they threaten dire consequences. And, and, you know, I had to do a lot of reassuring that, no, no, this, this is the scam. So I think, uh, you know, one thing everybody could do is, is to speak with their older relatives, older parents about, you know, some of these scams. And I mean, the, the grandparent scam, especially now when kids are heading back to school, to university, very, very prevalent, uh, the same as the, um, you know, the CRA scam. Yeah, fill us in on that one. I'm familiar with it, but uh, just tell us in a nutshell what that scam involves. The CRA one? Yes, please. Uh, basically, they call up and they say it's the Canadian Revenue Agency and, you know, you haven't paid your taxes and there will be terrible consequences. You need to pay immediately. Call this number or we're going to institute uh, legal action. We're going to send collection after you. And basically, you know, you call and it's a phony number and they get you to send money, which you think you owe. Well, and that's the case because, uh, and people should know, uh, first and foremost, the CRA would never notify you via telephone. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I've, I listened to the call. I mean, it's, you know, it made me pause because it just sounds so convincing. Uh, these people know what they're doing. I mean, this is, you know, professional, and they just sound so convincing, and they, they know how to, you know, they're targeting honest, upstanding citizens, and so they, they know how to make them feel threatened or, you know, they, everybody, nobody wants to break the law. And, uh, you know, I think the same with the, the grandson scam. You know, she's so, so concerned about her, her grandson, and she doesn't want anything to happen, and it's the police. And, you know, so people just respond to that. Well, and that's the irony, because uh, this is a generation, too, that was reared on responsibility and, uh, you know, still uh, caring about things. And as a consequence, they they can be preyed upon. Again, Maureen Etkin is with us, the executive, executive director of Elder Abuse Ontario. You know, in this case cited here, Elizabeth Mary Mahoney, 90 years of age, lives in High Park. She went to the bank, took out the 10000 in cash 
This is now somewhat contentious because the family feels that at least the bank should have done some due diligence or prevented her from being exploited. Uh, do you think institutions have that duty of care? Well, I, I, abs- I think we all have that duty of care. And, I mean, they had some process in place, but what, uh, what I think it's really important for organizations and institutions is they now have to evaluate the success of this. You know, it, this was a very poor outcome. So what, what more could they do? How could they have done it? Um, you know, it, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if the details are accurate, but she says that they approached her, you know, as she was leaving. You know, did, did they invite her to come and sit down in a private room? Did they offer her a cup of tea? Did they say, you know, um, you haven't done anything wrong. You know, this is your money. We, we want to help you. How can we help you? You know, what is this for? It's a lot of money. Um, you know, you said it was for a relative. Are you aware that there's these scams, the grandson scam? Are you aware that, you know, of the CRA scam? Are you aware that, uh, you know, you said you were going to do some home renos that a reputable company is not going to demand cash immediately without having you sign a contract? So, you know, I think perhaps there, you know, there, there was a little bit more um, that could have been done. And I think uh, any organization where there's seniors um, who are living, you know, retirement homes, uh, senior centers, you know, these are fantastic places to raise awareness, to let people know, um, and most importantly, to not feel um, so intimidated. You know, ask somebody, talk to the family. Again, if, if she had called her daughter, she would have found out that her grandson is, is, is not in Quebec. He's actually at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think, you know, I think um, institutions, organizations, and us, <laughs> we all have a duty, you know, to talk about these things, to bring it out in the open, to say, oh, you know, I've heard some of them. I, I would have reacted the same way. Um, you know, if, if this ever happens, please feel that you can call. Yeah, you know, I think also, uh, well, there's always uh, the issue of not wanting to somehow undermine their feeling of independence, uh, so you have to massage it carefully. The other thing I I find disturbing is uh, with elderly, uh, a lot of people really disregard how vulnerable they can be because there's the onset of dementia, for example, and sometimes it doesn't fully manifest itself. But boy, uh, they are very, very vulnerable to... uh, a lot of abuse, are they not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, people, as they grow older, their wish, of course, is to remain independent, to remain in the community, and, and they struggle very hard with that. They may have some, you know, short-term memory issues. They, they, they may feel a little intimidated about dealing with technology. And so, you know, sometimes they don't, you know, what we often hear is they don't want to admit that they were scammed uh, because they feel humiliated and ashamed, and they worry that this will cause the family to take away, you know, even more of their independence. So, um, you know, I think it's very important to recognize that as our family and friends grow older, there, there is this vulnerability. So what could we put into place to keep them safe? You know, it's that same adage, a little bit of prevention, uh, you know, is, 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 uh, is worth everything. Um, so things like, you know, they said she had a joint uh, banking account, um, 
you know, maybe there could have been, the daughter could have said, you know, if, mm-hmm. if mom's taking out more than a thousand dollars, I want to be called. Uh, and, you know, and obviously you discuss this with with the older person first. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, you know, there's just there there's things that you can put in place. You know, one thing that we sometimes um, recommend is is very often uh, the older person they may have a nest egg, mm-hmm. and they may be approached by grandchildren, by healthcare workers, by, you know, anybody who, who thinks they can uh, get money out of them. Yeah. And uh, what we recommend is that, you know, it's, it's, it's a good idea to perhaps have someone else act as your power of attorney for finance, right. even though you're capable. And it doesn't mean that you don't get any decision-making, but what it means is when people harass or pressure, you say, oh, you know, I would love to give you the money, really, but, you know, you have to speak to uncle so-and-so or or this person well sure we see that sometimes you know where there's a door-to-door salespeople or somebody comes along and says you need a new roof and we'll put one on for you you know thirty five hundred dollars and uh, actually they bump that up and a bait and switch move to ten thousand dollars by the end of the afternoon we just can't take for granted that our elderly are uh invulnerable to these kinds of things these uh, predatory practices i've often maintained i've got to be honest with you that the elder abuse situation is one of those stories that's not been fully examined me too uh is something that you know catches all the headlines now but this is the great untold story and i think uh it's really really shameful i appreciate maureen you're telling us about this particular scam and uh ways to perhaps prevent it going forward the cra thing as well uh it's just something to keep in mind especially if we've got vulnerable elderly folks in our own lives. Appreciate very much your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for helping to get the message out. You got it. It's uh, something that needs to get out. Maureen Etkin, Exec Director of Elder Abuse Ontario. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, we'll go to the other side of the demographic. Uh, Will you hear the story out of Chicago uh, when it comes to young people? I mean, how far do we go to protect them? Interesting story. We'll get to that next here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.